Hey there, Booklies! This is Anastasia Nightingale, and welcome back to the Bookish Creation Podcast. Unless you're new here, then welcome! I hope you're all doing fabulous and reading something that sets your lives on fire. Today, I have a very exciting bookish book hype for Stolen Life by Charmaine Pauls. Stolen Life is book number two in the Beauty and the Stolen series. I'm so very excited for this book hype, you guys, because this book is one of my all-time favorites. I mean, I cannot gush enough over this book. In fact, the whole series is on my most recommended romance read list. It is just such a fantastic series that I fell in love with right away. All the books are masterpieces. They are fantastic. Also, this episode is going to be another extra fun one because rather than sending in excerpts that she would like to have shared, the wonderful Charmaine Pauls has allowed me to pick out my favorite excerpts to share with all of you today. Before we start, I wanted to give a huge thank you to Charmaine Pauls for allowing me to pick the excerpts for this absolutely fantastic book. I can't tell you how much fun I had going through the book and picking out my favorite excerpts. Also, how hard that was to not just pick out everything in the book, but I had so much fun going through it, picking out things that I thought really touched me, really spoke to me about the characters and their personality and pivotal points in the plot. I just thoroughly enjoyed the process, and it really touches my heart to be able to share it with all of you. So thank you so much, Charmaine Pauls, for allowing me to do that. Okay, let's jump right in because I can't wait. This first one is such a favorite of mine. It does call back to the first book, Stolen Lust, in such a beautiful and personal way to the character in whom's POV we are in. This is Ian's POV and it takes off at such a pivotal point in the beginning of the story. I hope you enjoy this as much as I do. Alright, here we go. I thought I could let her go, but when I stood in front of the door of the hotel room in which she was hiding, I could only do what was always destined to happen. I could only steal more, not simply a few more hours of her time, but her life. Oh my god. I just love this one way too much. For one, it's very dark romance-esque. <laughs> the dominance and power of Ian's alpha male character and the darker shade of the story is very evident in this excerpt. And I always am so attracted to things like that. However, there is so much more to this quote too. I love that note of Ian trying so hard to fight this side of himself for Kaz. He wanted to keep her from the darkness of his life. He wanted her to be free to live as she wanted. But destiny finds a way to get exactly what it wants. I honestly feel he was really right in that line where he says, destined to happen. Because if you read book one, and you know the characters really well, you can tell that this really was just destined to happen. As to the little line about her hiding, that part is so dang good, and I so want to talk about it, I so want to go on and on about it, 
but that would spoil such an amazing part in Stolen Lust. So if you haven't read Stolen Lust by Charmaine Pauls, I highly, highly suggest you go check it out. I promise you, you won't regret it. It will not be a book buy that you regret. You'll love it. One last thing that I want to say about this excerpt before we move on is what happens after this moment is a personal favorite moment of mine and one you all must read. Again, I don't want to get into it. I don't want to talk too much about it. It's very much so a spoiler, but all I can say is I really loved it. It was very sweet, very dominant, and very much so action-y all at the same time. Just trust me, you'll love it. Go read the books. I promise you will absolutely fall in love with it too. Okay, let's get to the next one. This next exceedingly juicy excerpt is from Kaz's POV and happens to take place not too terribly long after this last one that we just read. Okay, here we go. He puts our mouths so close together only a breath of air separates us. I'll even give you a little head start in this game of trust. The advantage of information. This town, its transport systems, and every government official stationed in the vicinity belong to me. If you run, you won't get farther than the airport. His voice lowers with intent. Know this. If you do run, I'll slap a pair of ankle cuffs on you so fast you won't have time to say my name. There'll be no more playing nice. I'll tie you to my bed if that's what I have to do. Cupping my jaw, he delivers the threat with a soft kiss on my lips. The choice is yours. Wow! I am so in love with this excerpt. We can really see that dominant alpha male here. That is for sure. The darkness in him is so showing through really strongly too. The first thing that I notice here is the drop on his power. He tells Kaz that the entire town is in his pocket in one way or another. Considering we're talking about a town full of people who would all have their own moral compass, commanding them to keep an innocent girl captive shows that they are scared of Ian or that they feel obligated to him in such a way that they would be willing to ignore or break their own moral code and feel the weight of guilt in order to please him. The very fact that they would take on that guilty feeling really says a heck of a lot about Ian and about the situation. Now, I've already read the whole series, so I already know what my opinion on this matter is, but you'll need to read the series for yourself to make your determination on what exactly is going on here with Ian and this town to actually make that happen, to make his threat a reality. And the other thing that I will mention is the way he delivers the threat, the intent behind his voice. And the way she's acting, because remember, we're in Kaz's point of view, not Ian's. You can tell that threat is very real, very credible. The other thing I have to make the mention of here is the threat he makes to her. 
I don't know about all of you, but I found this one to be hotter than heck. Ankle cuffs. Not cuffs, but ankle cuffs. Now I assume he would also cuff her hands. Or, you know, maybe simply hold her hands down when the mood struck him. I don't know, but I'm sure that there would be some form of hand restraint at times, too. But this one little detail said so much about Ian and his fantasies. <laughs> but also how dead serious he is about this threat. If he were to handcuff her to the bed, sure, she wouldn't have any ability to attempt to remove them in any way and try and escape that binding to his bed like she would be able to do more with ankle cuffs, but he also wouldn't be able to keep her that way for very long, not if he truly cares about her. With ankle cuffs, she would be free to do basic things in order to still live, such as she'd be able to actually have a bit of movement, so circulation wouldn't be a worry. She'd be able to eat and drink on her own. So keeping her tied down for an extended period of time with ankle cuffs is a very real possibility, especially if the ankle cuffs had a certain amount of length to them. I also loved that he delivers this under the act of being loving to her. To me, that took it very deep. He is so in love with her and so worried about losing her that even while he is showing her love and affection, he feels a need to further lock things down by threatening her. Yes, he may have this whole town in his pocket, but that still doesn't remove even the slightest hair of a possibility that she could escape or that during an attempt of an escape, she could get hurt. Oh, I just, I love this excerpt so much. It gets really deep in a very short amount of time and has so much fire to it. Okay, as much as I'd love to gush more about this one, let's move on. This next one is a bit of a long one. It is in Kaz's POV again and is probably my absolute favorite from the book. Let's jump right into it. Disappointment cools the heat under my skin. I wanted him to be the kind of man who kisses me like we're the only people here, who doesn't give a damn about who's watching. I want a man who isn't scared to show his affection, a man like my father who always held my mother's hand in the street. That's why they're called fantasies. They're not supposed to be real. More importantly, I shouldn't harbor fantasies about my kidnapper. I'm about to resume my walk when he grabs my wrist and tugs me behind him into a side street. My back hits the wall before I can get out a word. I barely have time to gasp before his lips close over mine. The kiss is searing, burning me all the way to my core. Liquid heat gathers between my thighs from the mere swipe of his tongue over my lips. I sag in surprise and delight, submitting to the caress that tortures me with an aching throb between my legs. He drags a palm up under my t-shirt, cupping my naked breast. I nearly come when he plays with my nipple. I don't need more than a little pressure. Wrapping a leg around his ass, I arch my hips and grind myself against the erection straining under his jeans. 
He lets me find my pleasure, using him in a quiet alley while he keeps perfect control. My climax hits hard and fast. It takes the edge off, but fades quickly, leaving me wanting more. I need so much more from him. I keep my eyes open to take in his beautiful face as I try to catch my breath. He's watching me, drinking in my expression, but he's also glancing at the top and end of the street, making sure we're alone, safe. He kept his control so I could lose mine. I don't know if I should be ecstatic or disappointed that he is who I want him to be. My knees buckle a little under the weight of the knowledge that sinks with his kiss into my heart. Ian is more than my fantasy. He's my dream man come true. Fan? Oh my god, I need a fan right now. Right freaking now. Besides the amazing fiery scene happening here, this is such a sweet, amazing moment. One of my favorite things about this excerpt is the sheer beauty in Kaz's realization. Through her struggles in this book and in Stolen Lust, she goes through an absolutely beautiful mental push and pull in regards to her feelings towards Ian. But this moment is just so perfectly, beautifully written. I love how Kaz thinks about the love between her parents and how that image of them created a fantasy of what love should be in her mind. A love that Ian winds up blowing out of the water with his actions. I also love that this whole thing happens naturally. She doesn't have to say anything to him. She doesn't have to tell him her fantasies about her parents and how they used to be and what that created for her in her mind. She doesn't have to scold him or say you should be doing X, Y, and Z. It just works right. It just works out between the two of them because it's kind of throwing back to that whole they're destined to be together. They work perfectly as a couple, as a pair. I really hope you all loved that one as much as I did. Let's move on though because the next one is amazing too. This one is from Ian's POV and is heart melting. Ugh, I love this one. Okay, let's jump in. I wanted you to admit what you wanted to help you accept it quicker. Accept what? That I'm never letting you go. This has nothing to do with the fact that she's my prisoner. I mean this in a totally different way. Lowering my head, I brush my lips over the soft spot behind her ear and whisper, You're mine. You have been from the moment I saw you, and you will be until I blow out my last breath. Nothing is going to change that. Just because I love the sound of it, I repeat, you're mine. Oh, I mean, come on. Can it get any sweeter than this? No, sorry, it cannot. <laughs> I cannot love this excerpt enough. One of the best things about this one is the embedded love in this. 
He is admitting that this isn't about keeping her ankle cuffed <laughs> and accessible to him in his bed. It's about her having his heart and him having hers. It's about the love that they share and that he is determined and beyond sure will be there no matter what. This is Ian doing in his way what Kaz did in the previous excerpt that we read. Coming to the full acceptance of the feelings between them. I also love that he uses the you're mine phrase as his I love you to her. It's so Ian and unique to them. I know that a lot of people aren't all that into the you're mine thing, but for me, this works. And I absolutely adored this excerpt and Ian's coming to that full acceptance of just how deep their love goes. It's just mm, so precious and so perfect. Okay, the next one is another amazing and heart-melting excerpt that jerked my heart almost out of my chest. This one is in Ian's POV and is just beyond amazing. Okay, let's dive in. I rubbed the strands of her hair between my fingers. The first time I saw her, I was dying to feel the silky texture. I was dying to do this, to wrap her hair around my fist and reel her in for a kiss. Our mouths are only a hairbreadth apart, but maybe this isn't the moment. It doesn't prevent my cock from thickening. Do you what? Do I mean something to you? I don't hesitate. No. I drag my gaze over her beautiful face, caressing every line with my eyes. You mean everything. Oh my god, I love this one. Okay, okay, this one comes from such an amazing point in the story that is gut-wrenching to Kaz as well. I really can't say anything more about that part, but the way that she opens herself up and becomes so vulnerable in this moment is not only beautiful, but brave. I mean, to ask somebody who clearly means so much to you, if you mean anything to them, is a very hard thing to do. Especially if you're in the position that you're in. We already know that she's kidnapped by him. We already know that she can't really get away from him. So lying to her and saying that she means something to him, if she doesn't mean anything to him, really isn't going to benefit him. He can full on tell her, no, you don't mean a thing to me and it won't matter. <laughs> it's not like she can just huff off and go home. So that was a very vulnerable moment for Kaz, and I love that she opens herself up to that and just has to ask him if she means something to him. And then there's his answer. I mean, come on, his answer is beyond swoon-worthy. I love that he tells her, no, you don't mean something to me. You mean the whole world to me. And him reminiscing about when they met, when he first saw her, and how he felt about that was just beyond amazing. 
This one statement, one moment, was just beyond everything to Kaz and so many people. How many of us want to hear with such certainty that we are someone's whole world, not just someone's something, not just someone's person, but someone's whole world? It is because of things like this that Ian is one of my all-time favorite dark or anti-heroes. Yes, he's got that very alpha male, dark-tinted dominance that I absolutely love in these kind of characters, but the moments when he is so sweet are so far above and beyond incredible that I just can't help but have my heart won right alongside Kaz's. It's just amazing. Oh, I love moments like these. And I'm going to be honest with you, Bookleys, this is throughout the story. Moments like this that are just, oh, so swoon-worthy and so sweet that just sweep you off your feet and just make you fall in love with that character, too. They're throughout the book. They're throughout the series. I promise you, this series is absolutely worth the read. Okay, Booklies, that's going to wrap it up for the excerpts that I have for you all today. Again, Stolen Life is the second book in the Beauty and the Stolen series by Charmaine Pauls and is one of my all-time favorite series. In case you can't tell, by the way I've been going on and on and on, <laughs> this book has received a 5-star rating from me. It is one of my most recommended romance reads and is one I think any dark romance lover should absolutely pick up. Hands down, you won't regret it. You will absolutely love it. I hope that you all loved those excerpts as much as I did and that you are as pumped to either read the series for the first time or reread it as I plan on doing this weekend. If you are interested in hearing a bookish book hype for Stolen Love, the third and final book in this series, it will be dropping on the podcast next week. If this episode has readers that have not checked out this series yet interested, you can check out my blog at bookishcreation.com and check out the reviews I have there, or you can check out the author's website at charmainepauls.com. Checking out the author's website will also give you a look at the other fantastic books she has written. I do have reviews and other bookish book hypes for quite a few of her other books, but not all of them, so I highly suggest checking out her website. Stolen Life was written by the fantastic Charmaine Pauls, and another big thank you to her for allowing me to read these oh-so-wonderful, heart-wrenching, swoon-worthy, very hot and steamy, fantastic excerpts on the podcast. Thank you so much. I had a blast picking them out and a blast recording this episode. Thank you so very much. The Bookish Creation podcast logo was created by The Artsy Reader. The Artsy Reader is another wonderful book blogger that you can check out over at her blog, theartsyreader.com. If you're interested in more bookish romance fun, including reviews, discussions, memes, and other fiery thrills, be sure to check out my site at bookishcreation.com. I hope you all are having a fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world, and that this chapter in your life is as amazing as your favorite book. I'll talk to you all later. Bye!